Welcome back to brand new episode of Full Metal RPG, episode number 39. It's the end of the year, and at Full Metal RPG, we're getting ready for Christmas and all that bullshit, and we're talking about what we're thankful for, because that just happened, and we're looking forward to the next year, and the best way to look forward is by looking back and enumerating all the shit that you did in the previous year. What am I, who am I kidding? That's just lazy, but we're going to do it anyway. Today, I'm joined by my super sexy co-host, Adam Sink. What up, Adam? Not a lot. How's everybody doing? Doing great, buddy. Good to hear it. And today I'm joined on my left by a person that we've spoken of awful, awful, awful. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian <laughs> slip. I love uh, it. We've often on this podcast, yet we've never heard from him. It's the one, the only, the legendary Beheilig, Ben Heiligman. What up? What up, playa? Thank you for having me, and I'd like to also slip in a happy Hanukkah at the end of this year as oh, well. Yeah, you know, got to reach out to my Jewish peeps. Jesus, fuck! I'm such an insensitive motherfucker. The twelfth. Well, well, you did say all of that other bullshit. Yeah, so, I, I mean, really. I figured it fit under that umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we need twi- to do like Ramadan and Kwanzaa. And this this will come well. out on the fifteenth, but on the twelfth, Hanukkah begins. Is that when it starts? I yes. totally forgot. Actually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, the girlfriend I had her. We the, used to have to like force you to do the candle thing too, and we'd come over to play vampire. We'd, yeah, <laughs> we'd, we'd sit there and we would do the Hanukkah thing, and you can be like, "Can you roll uh, out the scroll and uh, do the lights and the little chant?" You know, yeah. you know, chant. Boy. All, all of my Jewish friends are like completely uninterested in participating in Jewish culture, even though all of my Gentile friends fetishize it. We all are like, "Well, because it's it, very interesting. It it's is like Catholicism from the outside is yeah. very interesting, and then you're in the midst of it, and you're just like, like oh, Jesus Christ." This weekend, uh, the girlfriend Heather and I saw the movie Lady Bird, and it takes place predominantly. I've heard good things. Wonderful, brilliant film, and it takes place predominantly in a Catholic school. And there's a scene where they do Ash Wednesday, and Heather just she just looks at me. She's like, she's like, what the fuck is that? Is that real? And I'm like, yeah, Yeah, we do that. It's totally real and (laughs) weird. I just remember coming into work sometimes. People like, what is that on your head? It's Ash Ash Wednesday. It's It's a sign of my mortality. Right. At the end, at the end, uh, Heather was all like, she's like, those like regular Christians, they couldn't handle Catholicism, could they? I'm like, no. No. They're they weak. They Catholicism's don't have, way too metal. They don't have the stones for it. Here's our altar with the bones and relics of the saints. Yeah. In. You see that over there? That mm-hmm. dying person? He died for your sins. Right. I like the, you know, Catholicism and then just regular Christians. You know, that delineation yeah, right there. I've never been happy with that, but a lot of people in America see it that way. They do. It's, it's I've weird. had people tell me that I'm not Christian because I was like a practicing yeah. Catholic back when I was practicing. It's funny. Like, Alright, that's cool. You say you say to uh, an evangelical, you say I'm a Catholic and they go, oh, I'm a Christian. And then, you, and then because you're a Catholic you go, well... That's actually the same thing. We're both Christians, and they are, and they're like because there's not a rigorous intellectual tradition in, in Christianity, in evangelical Christianity. They, 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 their eyes glaze over. Anyway, but fuck all that shit. I don't know why we just spent thirty minutes talking about that. I don't do any of that shit anymore. Fuck it. Hail Satan. <laughs> so what's up with you guys? Hey Ben. Been good. Good. Working. Buying shit. Buying usual. shit. I'm that, on that consumer treadmill, man. It's that time of year, man. Keep my legs moving, doing that treadmill thing. Yep, yep, Killed yep. the turkey, cooked it up, all that good. Gotta keep the wheels of the economy crap. moving. Um, you really do. I mean, so, so 
we're joined today by Ben Heiligman. The the other Ben isn't here. He's not. He's got the sniffles. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the I'm the leaner white. Man, <laughs> I'd like to say uh, this with is the, the original the, Ben. This is the, the more groomed beard. I think the, this well, so. this is the first Ben. This is this is the OG Ben from the OG role playing group. Ben and I role played like motherfuckers all through high school, through most of college, and then we kind of didn't role play with each other for a little while, and then we started role playing together again. So. Uh, it's really good to have him on the show. He's like a notorious member of like some of the most like interesting and like infamous stories that we've had here. Um, and we're gonna get some some fresh takes from Ben here. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and start off with the uh, usual thing, which is what you've been up to, Adam. Friday night role playing club is what I've been up to. So. The last time we met, last time we did a show was before the Friday night role playing club had Correct. launched, and now we're like getting into it's like we're an established thing. Yeah, it's we're what three sessions in, going into the fourth. So. Going into the fourth, yeah, and that's having missed one because of Thanksgiving. Landed right. right on Black Friday, and that just wasn't going to work for anybody. Right. So yeah, how's how's Friday night role playing club going for you, dude? You're running Thirteenth Age, I'm right? Running Thirteenth Age, uh, and I'm running the modified version of Death Frost Doom by uh, Zach Sabbath, James Ragey for Lamentations of the Flame Princess as the adventure that we're running through. Uh, it's going pretty well. The group's kind of in there. They they came in and were very... Uh, uh, they were kind of just going through and touching and grabbing everything. Yeah, And yeah. they very quickly learned not to do that. Yeah, you can't you can't touch stuff in Death Frost Doom. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> it's kids. a bad if, idea. If you haven't played... And so now they're like trying to go through the rest of the, the cult church area the dungeon without touching or doing anything which <laughs> is luck. working less well than when they were actually touching everything and so it, uh, it is yeah. it is an interesting game yeah. in parts of it you are punished for not doing things and then in other parts of it you are punished for doing things and so it's there's almost like no right way to do to to do it yeah that's like that's a classic module i love it it's a contemporary classic and it um the the first half of it is kind of dedicated to this like investigation right mm-hmm. and if you get your players who are sort of like they've just been playing since like 3.5 or whatever and they are just used to rolling everything all the time right they will say things to you like oh i investigate the tree and you say you have to say to them well how do you investigate the tree and then all of a sudden you can see that this completely different part of their brain clicks on and that's like the essence of the osr experience right. because then they have to think about what it is that they're doing and then they have to describe it to you and they realize that if they say the wrong thing there may be consequences and repercussions they just won't know until they do it right right you can't just do stuff and you have to be very thoughtful about how you do it and you have to have a very kind of methodical approach but yeah for the longest time they were just grabbing doors and wrenching them open without doing any sort of checks whatsoever and it's it's been very interesting the other thing is with 13th age you don't have skills um you have backgrounds instead and so that that's been kind of an upending of the usual thing cuz they're going I want to lockpick this door. And you go, um, well, you don't have lockpick. So what background are you using to do that? What What is your relevant background that you're using for that? And so I, it may not have been the best system to use with it right out the gate, just because there are a lot of those incongruities between the two. Um, but it's been a lot of fun so far. I've had been fortunate to get some really good players and and I've had a lot of different players too. Like every single time I sit down at the table, I've got a different swath of people there. So yeah, you're running a campaign that has like different people in it every time, except for right. our new homie Michael Collette, right? Yeah, he's been showing up. 
and uh and kind guy, of that guy's the, the shit that keeps everything together because if it was different people every time you'd never be able to make any right. progress you'd just start over at the beginning every single week and go well you know you have to go to the top of this mountain and there's a cabin because they don't have any of the background to know what's going on but he's at least got the background so he can kind of explain to everybody else this is what we're doing this is where we're going follow my character so yeah yeah he's 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 definitely a resource he's, he's yeah for he's sure and that's kind of the thing is you need at least one person if you're going to run these weekly or bi-weekly sessions with that are drop-in sessions you need one person who shows up week after week if you're going to make any sort of progress otherwise you're just kind of like well you know the story thus far and so um in addition to friday night role-playing club you've also been doing some writing right i have been doing some writing not how's, how, how's that going not so great i need to get back on the on the treadmill on that one yeah, so so Adam's writing Ponies of Sin for our gamer game design Ponies group, of sin. and Adam had his first uh, peer review, and that went pretty well. Don't I you did. Think? It did go pretty well. Um, I got a lot of good feedback and a lot of things to think about. I'm gonna trim some stuff out and expand on some other things. I'm I'm gonna make it more adventury, which I think was one of the big things I took away, where it was. You know, it can't just be go here, go here, go here, go here. You actually have right. to have like here's other options of things you can do in this area to kind of give the players a little freedom to go out and explore and experience some other things. So that's, that's the next step for me, I think is to kind of build those out. And I've, I've just been kind of spinning on how I want to do that and the kind of things that I want to do as part of that. So I think since the last time we met, you've run like a bunch of con games too, right? Mostly ponies of sin, but you've been running con games, right? I've been running con games. Yeah. I've only run ponies of sin twice. Uh, but yeah, I've been running some con games and some miscellaneous stuff. Um, and just prepping to run other things as part of Friday Night Role Playing Club because the goal there is to run new systems, systems people haven't played before. So I can't really rock in there with Pathfinder or D anD. Um, well, we wouldn't want show, to. No, I wouldn't want to. We either, wouldn't want to. You got to kind of show people something that they haven't seen before. So that's been kind of familiarizing myself with new game systems and learning how those work and and going into give back to the community that's given so much to me. So I've read a lot of a lot of a. Uh, other games as part of that just trying to figure out what do i want to run next what's the type of stories i want to tell yeah i kind of feel that same sort of pressure with uh the friday night role-playing club i'm kind of like well because i don't really know where my game is gonna kind of wrap up so i don't want to think too much about what's next too soon right but i also don't want to like have it wrap and then be like staying with my pants down i gotta like learn a new system and everything in like a week well that's how i feel about mine it could end next session it could end in five sessions from now i really don't know i don't know when it's gonna end it just depends on what they do i'm kind of trying to write a roadmap for the one i'm doing so that i can at least ballpark it anyway we'll get to my we'll get to my stupid adventures in a second Uh, are are you playing anything right now adam are you you, really played in anything in a long time no i need to get back to a table at some point but i haven't really played in anything you know there was this sort of moment where fmrpg was becoming like a bunch of dudes who talk about role-playing but don't actually do Do it it. yeah and uh thankfully we've like shaken that and now we're big ups to ben bailey for setting up friday night (laughs) role-playing to kind of upend that because yeah it was going to get to a point where we weren't doing any role playing and it was mostly warhammer and that was going to be real weird yeah it was just you know so we're like so we uh we now i think have we have more role playing going on it's actually making getting to the old podcasting like now okay hard anybody wants to come at us we're we're balling hard balling hard all right um so Ben, what are you up to, Doug? What, 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 what kind of gaming you been up to, man? Well, you know, I'm like a jack of all trades when it comes to you know games and everything like that. I don't necessarily dive deep into any one particular thing, but uh, I'm a good go around 
all around, uh, mostly player. Uh, I've tried to run a couple things here and there, like way back in the yeah. day, and that's always ended in disaster. Classic, you know, absolutely. some classic shit. I, you know, the, the the classic rocks fall, people die, uh, and usually the vein in my forehead is uh, throbbing. That's when just that GMing yeah. in general. You have to <laughs> yeah. go through all those bad games to get just a few good ones. <laughs> right, right. You kind of start to learn a cadence. It's like training a muscle. It's true. Yeah. Now, now, help me, like, in year in review here, uh, Adam, were we doing Gamma World this year, or was we that We were doing year? Gamma World this year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, I cannot year. even remember. And it <laughs> fell apart just by dint of my, like, uh, this, like, miasma of my life that settled down upon <laughs> me and, and pulled me out of what I was doing. Um, if you want, for Friday Night Role-Playing, I'll be doing Mutant Year Zero, which is very Gamma World-esque, so. Interesting. Well, you know, I just remember that was like during, you know, that that Gamma World game was like my summer months. And, uh, you know, there's been just a lot of uh, peppered board games, you know, throughout. Yeah, you do a lot of the board gaming, I, don't I'm you? I'm more of a board game yeah. kind of circuit. I think because the people I roll with, uh, we all have very short attention spans and it's hard to get us all together sometimes. So, um, but I do enjoy the long chronicles, uh, you know, but the... the there's always schedules and things oh, yeah. of that nature. Real Dude, life. It's so fucking hard to get yeah, a group together. Issue, it's so it's fucking especially hard. Especially if you're if you have a small game like we have with Gamor where it was only one GM three players. If See one or two people missed, you really couldn't do much. But everybody misses all the time now. Like right. I run a game with like a big fucking group of like six people and if two people miss then anyway, it's like, Oh, we also don't play. So it's mm-hmm. like it never you never fucking play. We just right. never play. I actually called off all the December role playing just very recently because I was like You have to because it's the holidays. Oh, the ho- yeah, I don't know what happen. I was thinking, thinking I could do December role playing. I I literally don't know what I was thinking. I you, th- you were hoping for a Christmas miracle. I think I was. I call it off yeah. every year in November just because yeah. it's no. never. I'm like it's Thanksgiving and all that. It's never going to happen. You're a so. wise man. I don't. It was completely ridiculous. We'll get back to it in January, and we will get back to it in January. It's going to fucking happen. So, so what? What kind of like? What was the last board game you played? Because you guys do a, do a weekly thing, or do you do like a it's, bi-weekly? It's, it's weekly most of the time. Uh, you know, we've been playing. Uh, this game called Dragonfire, and that seems to be pretty popular. That's and that D and D game, right? It's the D and D version of the Shadowrun Crossfire game. Ah, uh, yeah. But oh, it's a lot. It's it's, uh, is it it's a lot easier, I would say. Yeah. Is it's, it cards? Cause, that's that one you and I saw at Gen Con. Right. Okay. Because I have Crossfire. Oh, not, really? not like the Crossfire. Not that. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> Shadowrun. The Crossfire. Shadowrun Crossfire. Yeah, yeah it, it is card based, and um, okay, you know, you have like yeah, because I could never figure out sheet. Shadowrun Crossfire. I bought it, and I like started reading through it, and I. I could not figure I, it. I actually own <laughs> that this. sounds like Shadowrun. Yeah, it was. It was uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't devote shit. a ton of time to it either. So yeah. I, I own <laughs> a copy of the Shadowrun Crossfire, and now I'm kind of thinking like, oh, maybe I'll hang on to this, and it's it's such an like limited supply. Maybe I'll just hey, you know, eBay. Look me up, guys. Maybe I'll have uh, Shadowrun Crossfire going <laughs> just in time for the holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Way to sell. Way to close the deal. Wow. Okay, guys. So what was your e- eBay uh, seller name then, Ben? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Um, I guess that's leaves it over to me, huh? So I guess I it also... Does. I've also been doing... Um, the Friday Night Role Player Club. I'm running Lamentations of the Flame Princess for that, and uh, it's my um, it's my toad themed my toad themed game. I've been wanting to do for like a few years now. Uh, this this game that I'm running now started out as like a little little adventure I was running called Cult of the Elder Toad, 
and I never really went anywhere with it. And, uh, so I started kind of running the outline of it for, um, uh, the role players club. And, um, (laughs) my first, my first session was like a debacle. It was like a complete debacle because there was all this like terrible communication. I mean, you're right. It was Ben that conceived of the idea of the club and he did get it to the point where it was in the store. Right. But then like, uh, the conversation just sort of seized like an engine that needs oil and uh, there was very little communication that went on and a bunch of players showed up to play my game that thought I was running Dungeon Crawl Classics. And I was like, well, no, I'm actually not. Um, And so, fortunately, I had two guys who were just open-minded dudes who just stuck around to play. A dude named Noble, which is a great name, and a dude named Chris. And, uh, they really dug Lamentations, and I really dug gaming with them. They've showed up every session, so um, we've I've been running this one game with these two guys, and then and then we kind of get like people who kind of come in and out. We get like a guy and he'll show up for one, and then he won't show up for the next one. And someone shows up for the next one, doesn't show up after that. So we'll right. see. We'll see if the game can attract more like ongoing ongoing players i'm kind of hoping it can because i have a whole campaign kind of like planned out for it but um we'll see we'll see yeah i ended up loaning one of the pre-made characters that somebody else was playing the first two times to somebody last time so if both of them show up next time that'll be kind of weird yeah i i kind of it's like which one of you is playing this guy i don't know fight I think, over it i think I i'm gonna start just i think i'm gonna make it because we, we're, we're playing on friday and i think right. i'm gonna make a a couple characters are like table characters and if people show up and don't have a character then I'm like okay you can play this one because in two sessions I've had people, had people show up play a character once and then they leave and it's like well alright I mean we well, this will be the fourth session so we'll see if this if the guy who played in session three shows up again yeah. I kind of hope he does mine were all pre-gens just because it took too long to make them otherwise right, right. So. um yeah. So my game's know. my game's kind of about some like some it's it's about some like uh it, it's kind of a sword and sorcery sort of game. I don't like a lot of demi humans that kind of thing. Uh, and it takes place in kind of like an ambiguously sort of like Warhammer fantasy role play kind of setting. It's like Zweihander. Like 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 well, it's 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 a little less German. It's kind of like this weird amalgamation of kind of like French and English, but then it's like it has an ambiguous technology level. You know where the French and English aristocracy came from, don't you? Where Germany? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, all right, <laughs> all right, Spencer. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, so uh, they're kind of like these down and out adventure dudes, and they and they encounter these guys who they think are cultists, maybe. But these cultists dudes are like, oh, we got a bunch of gold, and uh, if you can go clear out some temples. If you help us clear out some temples, we'll give you some gold, right? <laughs> That's so classic. And so... Um, These guys may be evil cultists, but they're paying us. Yeah, so they got... <laughs> we're just going to do what they want. They're like, hey, well, we weren't doing anything anyway. Yeah, the coins so are going to clear. They have... Um, They've gone on like a number of different kind of like adventures. Uh, these are sort of like vignettes because of the nature of how the game is run on this kind of like uh, bi-weekly basis. So it tends to be very episodic and I tend to have to kind of like have things that connect in a, a longer storyline, but have a beginning and a middle and an end uh, for the session. And so I've tried to give it this kind of like sort of dreamy kind of like Michael Moorcock surreality to it. I, I want it to be like a little less kind of like hard and fast and physically tactile than say like a more Tolkien-esque kind of like fantasy world. And I think that's been pretty good. 
I, I've really enjoyed running it, for especially for Chris and Noble, who are, who are so game, and they're so just down to just explore it, and have it, it's been really fun. And we got Bailey. He's running Blades oh, in the Dark yeah, with Bailey. our friend, Richard Newby. Yeah. Fucking Bailey is not here to speak for himself, but he's running Blades in the Dark, and his, and his, and his posse is like, they're like fanatical they're, about yeah, that they're, game they're showing up and they're there so I yeah mean, good for him and they seem to love it yeah they seem to love it so and so i think you had a full table in last session and i did it was bailey had a full people, table but yeah and i've got three guys mine so. is the drop-in game like that is what i've learned about mine mine is i can expect <laughs> is. a different table every time different levels of experience and completely different people like like last time i had people who were brand new the first time i had kids uh the, so the, yeah, I, I never know. The way that you market yourself in person mm-hmm. is very approachable. People people want to game with Adam. You're a very charismatic guy. They see you. They think, oh, I won't be in that guy's game. They and walk, they play they, it once and they, they go, oh, Jesus Christ, get me the fuck away from this guy. They walk past all three tables and they yep. see me and Ben sitting there like fucking like the most Isley Cantina and they think, fuck this. We're not playing with those guys. Let's yep. go hang out with Adam and go play your game. Right. Adam always has this huge table that's like full of people laughing and cavorting. Then we terrify them off. I don't know. They never eh. come back. So, <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? We'll, I must not be doing. Something we'll see right. what happens Friday. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, who knows? Then I've been riding my game Ravenous. That's been a trip and a half, man. Oh my god. Um, like I've just written so many pages for that and so many words. Um, I've play tested it in a couple of different environments, and I started a play test campaign for it. And there were some things about it that worked out great that I really liked, and there were some things about it that worked out terribly. Um, we do have we we, we have Heiligman here who who probably who probably I, I, gave was, a, me, I was a play test dummy. He gave me what he gave us the best ravenous moment yet when um. We're sitting at the table, right? And I play I play by candlelight, so it's it's very dark. The candle the table is lit by candles. I, I would just like to apologize in advance for the details that are about to be revealed here. <laughs> I, I tell everybody you gotta introduce your characters. So everybody's going around in, in a circle, introducing their characters. And we get to the mysterious Jeff, of course, right? The mysterious Jeff plays a very certain type of character but i have the background music going and i think heilig here he can't hear what the mysterious jeff has to say right so the the (laughs) the mysterious jeff goes my character's name is jericho kane and heilig says i'm sorry is your name jared cocaine (laughs) (laughs) it's just like the best character name there's ever been jared cocaine it's like actually on some level like almost almost better i I would roll with that guy in my crew i mean that's actually way better jared cocaine sounds like the star of one of those 90s like action serial tv shows yes and jared cocaine (laughs) sounds like a fucked up matt mcconaughey character Uh, from some weird movie where it's like all right all right all right you're good buddy jared cocaine here gonna help you out with some stuff basically I, I think if you just take that voice and you just match it with like Danny McBride's image and yeah, you're just yeah. like you're just there, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, like, just like this total like, greasy sleazeball trailer yeah. park boys character. Uh-huh. Jared Cocaine. With a, with a, what with you gonna do, brother? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. With, with like a black leather trench and a sawed off shotgun and he's just out for he's justice. He's gotta have the smoked glasses. Yeah. Smoked glasses and that, yeah. that long mustache. He's, just 
he's going to get revenge for all those things that happened to him. He is. <laughs> you know, he's what out. They, what they are don't matter. <laughs> that took place off screen. All that matters is the revenge is about to happen. That's right. Anyway, you so that... You should have never crossed Jared Cocaine. <laughs> so the, I'm going to have to put a bullet in you. The, the high water mark of Ravenous has been unintentionally hilarious, but I promise that there's a horror game in there, and, there, and I, you know... Without without tooting my but horn too much here. But some of the best here. parts of vampire movies are the unintentionally oh, hilarious. Oh shit. no, I refuse to entertain this course of logic. I want I like horror games. I don't want to run. I, I thought w- the best part of Near Dark was like that scene in the bar, and there are parts of that that are unintentionally hilarious. This is a completely different subject. It is a totally we'll, different subject. We'll, we'll get. We'll, we will. I mean, it's what you are saying is not without merit. However, I mean, we'll get to it anyway. Um. There's been some good. There's been some good developments, I think, in the game. The game has developed in a way that is like it, it's it's a better game than it was when I first wrote it. The first time, the first time I sat down and cranked out like thirty thousand words on it, it's now better that I've cranked out another thirty thousand. I feel words like on we've it. all learned stuff as yeah. part of presenting our things to other people. Yeah, uh, you know, I definitely have. You know, you sound like you have. I I feel like you know Richard has learned some stuff. So I for sure. I, I think it's been helpful. But uh, you know, there's more to learn. There's more to be done. And I'm um, like, oh yeah, wait, it ain't easy. That's I'm way sure. behind schedule, man. I thought there was gonna be a playtest doc out uh, now, and I was gonna be sharing that with you guys. And I, I'm actually <laughs> the latest development on that is that I have actually decided to completely change the system. So I actually kind of want to gut it and start over with a new system where I keep where I keep some of the work that I've done. But I, I'm like, I, I, I don't know if I'm feeling PBTA right now. I'm not really feeling it. And then that's caused a bunch of like ripples with the people because PB- PBTA is like incredibly polarizing. See, I'm starting to understand how when I was reviewing other systems and I would say things like I'm over systems and I don't understand why everybody has to have their own system. I'm starting to understand how that comes about as you go on your journey and I'm watching yeah. it in person. I, I totally understand why Zazer Kala, like you yeah. know, James Vale went with his own system. I Me totally too. understand why... You know, Diogo Noroya did Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells. As I listened to him talk on on the last interview and everything, I'm starting to piece together. This is how these things come about. There's some dissatisfaction with some part of the where you just go, well, couldn't it be better? Yeah. Couldn't I do this better if I just did it myself? I mean, even if it's not necessarily better, it's just kind of like it's just different. It's like, what is this contributing to the game? You know? and It it gets down to what is my game about? What's my game about? And does this service what the game is about? Right. And I feel like that's where you're coming at it from. And I'm right. starting to understand that's where, you know, I feel like kind of like I want to retract some of the stuff I said about um, Zazer Kala now or Nightmares of Dead Dreamers at the time, because I I now get a better picture of of why he did what he did and and the, the reasons he made those decisions. I feel like I understand it now. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This podcast... Full Metal RPG has been over the course of two years now because we've been on the air two years now, kids. Can you fucking believe that? Um, it's been a it's been a voyage of learning. I remember when Ben Bailey and I first conceived of the podcast. We were literally standing around in an in an office congratulating ourselves for being amazing role players, and we were like, you know, what we should do is we should do a podcast. We can help get the word out about how this is done. And we were like, yes, we should. That's what amazing guys we thought we were. And what I have learned. Over two years is that I know nothing. I'm well, like, that was I'm, what I'm, I learned I'm, about Shadowsworn because when we started doing Shadowsworn, I said I'm going to start telling people about how the world of darkness is, yeah, and what White Wolf is, 
And then I started doing it. And I went and I met with the White Wolf crew and like right. I started doing cons and I realized I don't know what White Wolf is. Yeah. I, Adam's White Wolf is way the fuck off in left field somewhere. Yeah. Where nobody ever goes. Yeah. And actual White Wolf is over in a completely different area. And nobody gives a shit about Adam's White Wolf. <laughs> and it was like, oh, all right, cool. But, I didn't know that. We, so, so we've learned a lot. We have learned a lot. We're happy to have been on this journey with you guys. If you've been listening since episode one, we're so happy that you've joined us. That you're if still you're new, here. We're happy you joined us too. Yeah, we're just happy you're here. Yeah, us. we're happy you're here on this fucking this odyssey of role playing, and and you know it continues. It continues because I feel I swear to God, Adam, I feel like after doing fucking between between this shadow sworn and the bonus episodes we've done like well over 50 episodes and i know less about role playing now than when i started less i've spent so much more time doing it so much more time researching it and i have just learned that i'm a fucking idiot you have hit the level of mastery because it's when you first start out you go i don't know anything then you learn stuff and then you get to the point where you go i know everything <laughs> and then, as you proceed into mastery, you go back to I don't know anything. I don't know. Anything. And so I feel like that's then the journey because I, I hit yeah. that point where I was like, I know everything. Nobody can tell me anything. I'm yeah. a genius, and I know all this stuff, and I'm super good at it. Yeah, get so on now my level. I'm looking around, going, "Holy shit! I know my little thing that some people might care about, but I don't know the greater, yeah. wider world." And there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm getting exposed to by guys like Jim Miller, and you know, just learning. A ton of cool stuff it's that true. I didn't have any idea about. It's really true. All right, guys. So this section is getting a little long on the tooth. How about we get to the part where we talk about consumerism? What you guys been buying? Who's been Ooh. buying shit? Huh? No video games. What you guys been talking about? I'd like to start off by just saying that I'm very frugal and uh, and, and cheap. And I've actually just over time have maybe inherited games, you know, like, uh, you know, just for free. And uh, and I, I enjoy that. And I also like to mooch off of my friends and other, uh, you know, gamers. Oh, dude, you've always been like a fucking role-playing moocher, dude. You're, you're one of those guys who's always borrowing the book. You're like, oh, can, I, can I borrow that book to read it real quick? I was always like, you you're the worst kind of person, of is what he's trying to tell you, Ben Heilig. Well, well the literal worst. Look, I, I can live with that, though. I mean, you know, because all, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> there was a time in my unsavory youth where I might have made a value judgment. I might have moralistically looked at somebody who was unwilling to pay for a role playing book and say, that person needs to get on my level. But I'm not like that anymore. You do your thing, dog. It's all right. Uh, you know. No, I am. If you're not dumping all of your spare money into role-playing books, then what are you even doing with your life? You know, and, and I mean, you know, if I can find it on the cheap, again, that's just kind of part of my, in my bloodstream right there. You know, if I, you know, get that used or two-for-one special, something like that. I mean, if there was like a role-playing... Two-for-one special you know, on like role-playing? I could use like a role-playing coupon book and then maybe I would just be more in. Like clip this coupon out. You got to use it from this date to this date. What the... F- what the fuck is a rope a fucking coupon book dog that you're still into that shit that's like from the 90s well this he, guy used to carry around a coupon book one of those entertainment books you know i don't know if you guys know about that it was like you'd pay 20 bucks you get this book full of coupons this fucker we were in high school this fucker would carry around in the trunk of his car and he'd be like we'd be like hey let's go out to get some teriyaki or some shit he'd all be like let me see if i've got a coupon let but me consult like the, the bible it's like that shit's <laughs> fucking made of paper dude it's from the it's from a different century 
there's no coupons anymore. Well, there's, you know, there's digital coupons now, you know. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, touche. <laughs> I never buy anything with coupons. I'm like, hey, look, this uh, Warhammer model was marked down 10%. It's a savings. <laughs> I gotta I should, buy it. It'd be stupid I, if I didn't. <laughs> I should buy two. Could you yeah. imagine if Games Workshop, like, released a coupon book, though? I mean, no, I literally can't imagine that. Yeah. I literally can't imagine Games Workshop yeah. ever putting a single thing they sell on sale. <laughs> they can't imagine it either. Yeah, they, they have no conception of what that would look like well, either. It's, hey, Games Workshop, oh, if you're listening, uh, consult Ben Heiligman. I got some points I for guarantee it. you they're yeah. not going to because yeah. right now they're having money fights over in Essex or wherever they're from. I don't England somewhere. I don't know. Nottingham. Nottingham. All right. Then they're having, yeah. which is ironic because of the sheriff of nottingham like they're just hoarding all that wealth and they need a robin hood to go in there and and redistribute but anyway here 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 uh dilly dilly or whatever it is that people <laughs> have been saying lately um anyway yeah uh, it's been a good period of time i guess if you're looking to engage in some crass consumerism the holidays are coming up and a bunch of companies are dropping their big expensive shit right now so uh, did you get anything good i got twilight imperium fourth edition because I'm a whore and I'm oh, ashamed boy. of myself. Yeah. Um, I got Necromunda, and then I got. Oh, dude, we gotta talk about that after Mutant Year Zero. So. Yeah, it's funny. He got the, he picked up Mutant Year Zero after a uh, uh, Friday Night Role Playing yeah, Club. Michael meeting. Collette recommended I, it to me. I had literally been planning on buying him that book for like months. I'd been making this list in my head of like stuff to get for people for Christmas. You know, I want to get my co-host something for Christmas and. Uh, and and he's all like, and I see him buying it. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yep. you, you guys are like an old married couple, you know. We're like, <laughs> well, you know, just, just buying it, like, you know, like it your scratches stuff. the itch that I have for post-apocalyptic weird role playing. You got it's so much of that now. Weird enough for me though. So it's one of those games where I'm looking at it, going, I'm gonna have to make it weirder if I want to run it. Um, but it definitely scratches that itch. Cool, cool. Anything else? Anything else recently? Anything good? I think that's been about it. I mean, I dropped a ton at Gen Con, so for a while I just yeah. didn't buy anything after that because I was recovering. Um, and then it was, oh, well, I guess I'm just going to you know, wait until the stuff I pre-ordered comes in. That's all coming in. I don't know when the new Fantasy Flight Star Wars D6 comes out. Oh, they're taking pre-orders for that on um, Miniature Market. You should Yeah, I put my pre-order in at Game Depot, but I don't have it. Oh, I got Age of Rebellion for like 10 bucks. <laughs> Uh, somewhere nice. so i picked that up because it was cheap and i don't think i'll ever run it i read through it and was just calling all right well, well, i have a, i have another question for you after the show but i'll let you marinate on it so throw it to your subconscious here but are we playing star wars legion just, just oh think, that's just the think mini game yeah and we'll just talk think, about that talk about it um Depends all on right it could be mandalorians what did i what have i bought recently here's the thing is i run the you know I'm going to call it the Full Metal RPG Instagram, if you guys have checked it out, at Full Metal RPG on Instagram. You know, the show actually came from the Instagram. The Instagram was first. I just I just wanted to share my love of role-playing with other role-players around the world. and On some level, the Instagram gave birth to the show. But uh, I post all the pictures of shit that I buy on there, so if you guys are ever wondering, what the fuck is Brendan spending his hard-earned ducats on? It's the best place to find out, so I won't bore the people who follow the Instagram by reciting it again, and if you're really that interested, you can go find it there. I will say, however, that like I've spent an inordinate amount of money on Warhammer 40k, because... It's the, easy to do. The new, the new edition is just so sublime, 
and the uh, products that have come out for it are equally sublime. And um, it's just been really, it's just, it's been, I, I, it hasn't been madness. It hasn't been unbelievable, like pauperizing madness, but it's it's been considerable. So I've spent a lot of time on, on, um, Warhammer 40k. Now, and this is one of the things about writing your own role-playing game, is it's very time-consuming, it's very attention-consuming, and it's also free. <laughs> you can just you can sit there and spend 20, 30 hours a week writing your own role-playing game, and then at the end of the week, you run that game, and you don't have to buy any anything. You don't have to buy any core books, you don't have to buy any dice, you have all that shit. I mean, it's literally in your brain. And uh, so that's left this weird vacuum for, like, just crass consumerism that Warhammer in its sort of ugliness has invaded and taken over. So Yeah, we were discussing that before. Warhammer will take up as much of your time and your money <sighs> as you allow Warhammer to take up. Yeah, it's true. That's just what it does. It's ugly. It's ugly. All right, guys, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. I think we're going to crack a couple more beers, and then we're going to... Um, we're going to come back. I want to... Before it slips my mind, I want to say, listen to the end of the show. We're going to have a little... A little contest thing at the end of the show, but you got. I'm gonna do that fucking annoying ass thing where you gotta listen to the end to hear about it. So, or you can just skip ahead to the end because it's shut up, Adam. Click literally your <laughs> God, mouse to the end. God damn it! Anyway, all right. So, taking a little break. We'll see you in a minute. Bye. And we're back here to do our 2017 year interview highlights, lowlights, limelights. Fleshlights, fleshlights, <laughs> black lights. lights, black lights. <laughs> I don't. I would hate to take a black light to this room right now. I uh, nominate fleshlights for every category. Mike, drop them out. All right, we could take the black light to that as well. Uh, we we could just end it with that. You know, that's a nice, perfect Christmas present right there for for everyone on <laughs> for, your for, list. For everyone, grandma. Seriously, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to deal with grandpa anymore. Yeah, I know. Just get her one of those. Yeah, he doesn't want his Viagra to waste. That's right. You know. It's the 21st century. It'll people. be like he's 18 again, too. No problems. So now that we've been gross. Now that we've done the thing that we always do, which is to basically isolate any female that <laughs> might accidentally have been listening to the show, which, by the way, we're sorry. We apologize. We're just, this is just how we are. We're the worst. We're all, we are. We're terrible people. We're the worst. Um, now we can get on to the actual subject at hand, which is the intellectually lazy process of enumerating the things that we enjoyed about 2017 so you know my whole plan was i wanted to kind of go back listen to some of the old episodes to kind of figure out what we did over this last year didn't get around to it that's so, self-indulgent masturbatory let's talk about what other people did that we liked well we'll get to that i think that's less self-indulgent and less masturbatory all right all right are we ready guys i'm ready okay okay so Category number one. What is the best game that you discovered in 2017? All right, this has to be a role-playing game. This can't be some bullshit fucking video game. Don't want to hear about it. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to shit all over fucking board games or anything, but we're talking about role-playing games right now. What is the role-playing game that you hadn't played in 2017 that you started to play and you really enjoyed? It doesn't have to be published in 2017, but you made your first encounter with it in 2017. I'll start. My pick for 2017 is Ninja Crusade 2nd Edition. I saw it at uh, Game Empire in Pasadena. The cover just blew my mind. I was like, what the fuck is that? It just really hit something in the old nerve center. It just took me back to a different time 
worth of role playing. I picked it up. I flipped through it. At the time, I was kind of like not super like loaded or anything. So I was like, eh, whatever, not a big deal. But it haunted me. It like really, it followed me around. And then at uh, Gen Con 2017, I was able to interact with Aloy LaSanta a little bit, who is the writer of that game. I picked that up. Plus a couple supplements. I haven't, I was trying to get my supplements for it through my FLGS Game Depot. Uh, in Tempe, Arizona, where we run the Friday Night Role Players Club. And uh, they haven't been able to get the supplements for me, which is a bummer because I kind of wanted to run it for that club, but you sort of need to have some product on the shelf in case people are interested in those games. Um, ninja Crusade 2nd Edition is kind of like based on the sort of classic animes, the ninja animes of the 1990s, where... Depend, there's a number of different ways to approach the game, either from like a strictly action or a brutal action or a dark horror or just kind of a like sophomoric humor. There's a lot of different ways you can play the game. But what it's really the, the central conceit of the game is Ninja Clan War. And what the fuck is wrong with that? Nothing. Who doesn't want to play that? Sounds fucking amazing, right? Ninja Clan War. Your ninjas fighting other ninjas. Done. Sold, right? That's like full of strife. I, I can't see any. Just based on the title alone. Sounds awesome. Fucking amazing, right? Ninja Crusade 2nd Edition. That's my pick for 2017. Adam, what you got? Have you guys heard of this game called Dungeons and Dragons? No. It's uh, it's a game changer. It's Wait, amazing. Was that on Stranger Things? It was on Stranger Things. Oh, That's when shit. I first heard about it. Yeah, right. Um, me too. So, I, I actually now, do, that, now that I've gotten being <laughs> being uh, my usual self out of the way. Uh, go ahead. I actually Tyler. do have to say that the Stranger Things. I had a call. I have over like I think thirty nieces and nephews. And um, <laughs> what I, the fuck? I know. And I, I'm like Jesus. I'm not even forty yet. Oh my but, uh, anyway, so I got all these Family's <laughs> obviously been busy. What have you been doing? Yeah, no shit. Uh, just haven't been able to slip them any contraceptives. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a call from one of my nieces. And she and her friends had been watching. They're all like high school age, watching the the Stranger Things, and they were playing actually just uh, earlier this Friday, uh, Dungeons and Dragons for the fir- you know for the first oh, time. Oh shit! And That's they amazing. solely got into that show, you know, bec- uh, or s- said the show. They solely got into the game because of the show Stranger Things. And so did I, you explain to them that that's not how Fireball works? <laughs> when when they told you about how they, you were like, well, let me just start off by saying first that's of not all, how Fireball works. You don't want to just drop a fireball on like, you know, just some innocent, you know, peasants or anything like that. Although that sounds tempting to do. You need to save it for when there's something big happening. Wasn't the problem they rolled the hit with it? Yes. You're not supposed to roll the hit with yeah, the Yeah, he rolled the hit. It's area of effect. And yeah, anyway, yeah. the whole thing. But uh, but I did. I, I went through and I just kind of asked her this uh, gauntlet of questions. I'm like, have you uh, written a little backstory for your character? Do you have a drawing of your character? You know, just these different kind of things. Because I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm like an old person that can maybe mentor, you know, a youth. Did you tell them they're doing it wrong? What's so great about this story was that when we were in high school, Heilig had this weird uncle who mentored him in Dungeons and Dragons. That's true. And now the circle is complete. The circle is complete. Well, now you are like the that one that's the where mentor. The monkey holds up the lion and then all the animals bow and It's like that no, it's like that other movie where the guy goes, uh, you're only a master of evil. No. Nah, it's when not. I last left you. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um so 
that's killer dude that was it was i was have i you know and i wish i actually had a follow-up update to see how their their first session went but uh oh, you know dude. i know i'm gonna have to just leave it as like one of those you know cliffhangers, cliffhangers. like you know, that is that's a bummer yeah. i know yeah so what i would say for the game that i got introduced this this year because there weren't very many games that i got introduced to this year um but the one that i got introduced to that i'm most excited about most passionate about is mutant year zero um that's the game that i think i am most interested in uh pursuing just personally uh as far as the game that's had the biggest impact on my life from 2017 that's gonna be tales of equestria which i ran at crit hit uh this year on a dare from jim miller change your uh, change your life it changed my life change the course of your life so uh you know those would be my two i guess one for very different reasons uh if you want a good game mutant year zero pick it up check it out i think it's pretty solid and if you want a game that'll just Change, change your, your life. life if you're a weirdo like me then pick up tales of equestria it's like stand and deliver and tales of equestria is jaime escalante and you're luba diamond phillips there you go it's fucking crazy yeah. all right uh i was like, thinking it was more like uh that that one was how do i reach these kids <laughs> i found a way to reach me edward james almost he touched me <laughs> hi, hi like what you got what's your best game of 2017 oh you know i i probably will have to go old school again because i'm behind the curve on, on a lot of these things i don't keep up with it as religiously as you two gents but um i was playing for quite some time uh just a dungeon crawl classics and i was doing it as a um you know like via like an online uh you know uh, creative writing exercise yeah, play by post right you know play by post yeah. and adam actually jumped in on that um earlier i couldn't wrap my head around it, it it was he struggled well he had you know you get your your zero level peasants and and some of them have you know they're terrible stats and uh the, the dice just weren't kind to you no uh, you the know. Dice well they're not supposed to be because you guys start out with a funnel and what's interesting is as adam actually recounted a story of playing in this on the podcast and we were just like what the fuck is going on with this game but was before we as a podcast understood dcc right mm -hmm. and then once we learned about the funnel i actually thought back on that story and i was like oh it was a funnel it just wasn't presented very well and i was like because I, I sat down and i like wrote backstories and had time invested in these characters and like characters and I built them out and then I'm just sitting there watching them get slaughtered right and left and I was like what the hell is this yeah I don't want to go through this again and the character I got left with was like the one I liked least um and I was just kind of like I don't want to I don't want to play this character like I, I'm not interested in this character as a person now that game wrapped up right it did uh you know uh so you know i gotta give kudos to my friend jason and flagstaff uh you know just a you know a, a diehard gamer you know at heart uh, i hope i've turned him on to the show and hopefully he's listening right yeah now. he Dude. really he like he was a trooper and i gotta say like i i owe him an apology for just kind of like uh doing the 20th 21st century ghosting thing where i was like I don't think this is right for me. I'm just not going to. But I did follow along with that as you guys played. I kept checking back in, and it was fascinating to me just watching it develop. It just wasn't right for me. I already like Jason and Flagstaff. Everything I've heard about Jason and Flagstaff, I like already. I'm like, I, he already sounds like my kind of guy. Right yeah. now, there's like 10 it's, Jasons and Flagstaff. I didn't do right like... by him. <laughs> I didn't do right by him, is, is that, and that's on me. That's my fault. I, well, you know, one thing I got to say, too, with like DCC is uh, – 
you know, like I'll go home and I'll like, you know, all right, talk to the wife. Like, what did you do? Like, and, and, you know, she's, it's a loaded question. Cause it's like, she's trying to be polite and like, Hey, what are you interested in? But then it's like, don't give me too much, you know, detail. <laughs> right. but she, uh, you know, I would actually read to her some of the, you know, the narratives and, uh, and then I had this one particular character that just died so hard. And it was like such a, like a lovable little miserable, you know, roguey, you know, grimy, dirty looking thief, man. Is that Nico? Nico. Yeah. And then like when he, and when, when he, when he died, uh, you know, I read it to her and she was, she was like legitimately bummed out. Um, is this like up somewhere? It's on a blog or something? It's uh, in a private Facebook group. Oh, like, you fucking, oh, fuck. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I, yeah, I felt All bad right, about how it went out. But yeah, Chad, that's how Chad always interacted with our group. Because we used to go to your house to play vampire. And I remember she'd just, she'd be like, oh, what do you, and we'd start to, and she'd just go, yeah, I don't care that much. <laughs> I mean, she would, she would typically, like, you know, retreat to the uh, room and, and hide the away. Upstairs, yeah. You know, the upstairs. Go upstairs. <laughs> the <Yeah>. upstairs. <laughs> the upside down. Yeah, the upside that was, downstairs. That was when we were, we were running that LA, that LA by night game, that ridiculous LA by night that's game. That's true. She had to give us real black music. You know, she for that did. game, she you gave know? us some some real some real shit. She turned us on to some real shit and let us know what was going on because we were not doing so good on our. We own. weren't <laughs> we weren't really representing the the urban LA. We were not representing lifestyle. LBC very well. Snoop would have been very disappointed. No, that game took place in LBC. There were parts. I thought it was LBC. I thought it was Los Angeles by night. You it see, you're saying it's Los Angeles by night. Turns out it was LBC. Well, there's parts of things, LBC. Isn't that part are, of Los Angeles? It's part of the it's greater the metro area, area but yeah, I mean, the greater like, metro area, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took place all it's, over it's, the greater it's, metro it's, area. It's its whole own distinct set of. All right, Mister LA. I don't know. <sighs> I came from Ohio. If you want, I can talk about corn. <sighs> I just really don't know if I can even right now. Man, LA, LA knowledge on fleek. Divide by two. Anyway, if you have a remainder, then it's not even. Anyway. All right, so next category. Best game you played in 2017. So this is also an RPG question. Like, not, you know, no other games. All right, I don't want to know about what you and your wife get up to. But RPG, role-playing game. All right, Adam, why don't you start? Because I started the last one. Oh, all right. Uh, Best game that I played slash ran was Gamma World. Your Gamma World game from earlier in the year. so much fun running Gamma World. That game was amazing, and I loved it, and it was crazy, and it was everything that I dreamed it could be. Awesome. So Yeah, and we've heard about that game quite a bit. Yeah, that was a great game. On this I show. I loved Gamma World. It was probably the best role-playing game I interacted with this year. Cool, cool. All right, Hyley, what do you got? I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed Gamma World as well. I have wow. uh, you know, fond memories of it. Lots uh, of... Like, it was, so, it was so loose and, you know, I don't know, just the polychronic that, uh, you know, yeah. I never really knew what to expect, and I think that was okay. That's yeah. that was the way to. It's like the perfect game for you know people with like fragmented minds. Yep, I would say the Ronald was great. <laughs> there was just a ton of fun stuff that happened in that game. Uh, you know, and as, as you as a storyteller is uh, is uh, excellent to just kind of see you know the rifts of your brain just kind of oozing out into uh, into this game into this world. You know definitely a good a good choice uh and of course you know i mean i have only got a play test you know mm. ravenous the one time but i have been thinking about it and i was walking around the streets of new orleans this, this last few days and just constantly you know have like you know my family over there and then i'd just be looking hey that looks like a pretty like twisted area i can see something <laughs> I get on a play test this thing one of these days because i still haven't gotten in on it yet, I, so. I want you to yeah, i want I you to take to a gander at it but i think that um Maybe I'm going to work on the system a little bit more before you take a, take a look That's at it. That's fair. 
Um, since right now, I mean, I mean, we could, I could run the PBTA version of it, but it's like, it's, it's a husk right now. Um, I mean, we already have a character laid out for you. It's a Jared cocaine. <laughs> I, do. I, I mean, you could just jump cocaine. right in. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I want to make, I want to make FMRPG t-shirts of Jared cocaine. I just want to sell them. I just want to, I want to wear them. I want to wear them everywhere. We got to have a Jared cocaine thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jared cocaine. Um, all right. So, uh, that's all right. So what was, what was mine? What was my, my, the best game I played in? All right. Well, you know what? Um, the game I've probably gotten the most out of this year, and I, I ran a significant amount this year. It wasn't like I did nothing. Um, the game I've gotten the most out of is my Lamentations of the Flame Princess game uh, for Friday Night Role Playing Club, which came as sort of a surprise to me because um, it wasn't like I put tons and tons of work into it or like, you know, it wasn't like I was playing it with my bestest buddies or anything like that. It was just sort of like a little, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a game store game um playing with people who I didn't know and it's just been so much fun. I mean, Lamentations of the Flame Princess just continues to surprise and inspire me. I'm using a number of different sources for it, like source material to kind of flesh it out um that continue to push the boundaries I think of what the OSR is capable of and I love it. Um, it's inspired me to pick up a bunch of additional source books and kind of like, uh, like OSR themed manuals that, I mean, it's just, it just broadens my horizons. It's what, one of the things I love about Lamentations is how simple and foundational it is. Uh, and it just gives me the room to make the game I want to make. And, um, as a storyteller, as a GM, I, I mean, that's just so great. Because one of the things about Dungeons and Dragons that bums me out, and probably even more so about Pathfinder, is I feel like the game is kind of playing you. You know, it's like you sit down and like immediately there's like all these weird character classes, all these weird races and stuff that you have to like work through. And if you wanna if you wanna go off script, off of what it says in the book, then that means you've got to fill up this binder full of notes. You've got to somehow educate your players about how that's all going to work. And well, what I don't like about Dungeons and Dragons anymore is something I feel like comes up pretty often on the podcast. Is it's like you don't get quote unquote normal characters anymore. Oh my god! You get right. You don't like. I can't count the last time I sat down to a Dungeons and Dragons table and somebody was like, "I'm a I'm a human fighter or a human yeah. rogue." Yeah. It's always like I'm a Deva sword blade. Yeah. Or some oddball screwball thing where you're just like, How many of these are there in this world? Yeah. And why are you one of them? Well, because I get a stat bonus to it's there's never a role playing reason. There's never a oh, well, I'm really interested in this aspect of tiefling culture or something. It's always just, oh, well, I get the best bonus to this. And when you try to role play a character where you're like, Oh, I wanna play just this weird character. You know, like I had a tiefling character. I want to play a tiefling warlock who's star packed because, like, he's a tiefling, so he's obviously like semi demonic, and he's a warlock star packed, so he worships these extra planar entities, and like that's the role playing reason. And it's like, oh well, your stat bonuses don't line up correctly. I, okay, I, cool. People awesome. get so into like just builds. It's builds. It's a build I mean, simulator. builds is part of it, but people also get into this whole kind of idea. I don't know how to frame it, but they get. They focus so inwardly on their character, especially in D&D with the builds and stuff. They focus inwardly on that. And 
with the OSR type games, the story takes place out of them, you know? And so, for instance, in the Lamentations game I'm running, everybody's humans. There's no demi-humans at all. And you can't, you can't play an elf. I don't want to fucking hear about elves, much less your fucking Iazimar shit. I don't want to fucking hear about it. Um, and so it gives them this baseline to interact that makes just so much sense, like, right away. There's so many more preconceptions that you can just pick up and go. Um, and then, once the weirdness starts happening, things actually feel kind of weird. So if you want to get kind of, like, a Lovecraftian, kind of more Cockian kind of, like, sense of surreality and, like, ominous dread, it's, like, it's hard to build that when, like, everyone in the party is, like, oh, I'm a Kenku, and I'm a half-giant, and I'm a renegade drow from the Interdark. It's, like, where is the sense of the weird? Well, it gets but- back to what does the system reward you for? Dungeons and Dragons reward you for being really good at killing stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're good you could, at killing stuff, and so there's not a reason not to build a character that's really good at killing I, stuff. I feel like you could. I mean, I mean, uh, your point reinforces what you're saying about builds because you even use the word build in your own statement, right? right? It's like in OSR games, you don't build anything. You don't build shit. Right. You know, you get random. like this little. You get this. You get random stats, and then you get like this little. Like like three sentences of stuff that you can do, and then everything else is in your imagination. Everything else is based on your ability to problem solve and to like move through a situation and 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 and, and to role play to a greater or lesser extent than the um, GM requires of you. And I'm one of these guys that even when I'm running like OSR, I like slow everything way the way down. You know, I don't like draw a map and say explore the map. Actually, when you run an OSR game, you really can't do that. Like, like, like D&D is perfect for these kind of advanced tactical simulations because the characters are basically immortal. Well, have you but, ever had anybody say to you when you're playing an OSR game, when am I getting my plus two weapon? I should have a plus two weapon by now. Never once. Because I've had that happen in Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, yeah, I've for sure. people people complain to me and go, yeah. I don't have a plus two sword, and I'm supposed to have a plus two sword by now. I'm behind the curve, man. I'm not at my right power level. <laughs> well, that's... It's happened to me. It's like not what sure. the game's about. For sure, yeah, you know, but you try you try and put an OSR character into a, like a, a like an incredibly like detailed dungeon full of traps and full of fucking orcs and shit, and like they're gonna fucking die. They're gonna die because their which characters is, are their, their characters are not resilient enough thing, to to deal with it. Right, which has been one of the interesting thing running through Death Frost Doom because I'm sitting there going, how do you run this as an OSR module? Because just everybody would die. Oh, n- I, I don't even understand how you get through the first two rooms. As an OSR, what when you get into the dying. temple or when you're in the in the house? Into the temple. Ah, there's that thing where it's like if you just touch the organ, there's a fifty percent chance your character dies. Yeah, because it shoots the sport, and it's just like Flip how do you coin. run this as an OSR module? It's just like everybody in the party just dies. I think that there are some opportunities to bring in new characters in that one, but anyway, anyway, there we, are. We we, but... di- we digress as per usual. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Let me queue up cool. the next question. All right, all right, all right. Question three, category three. <sighs> Best game experience of 2017. So this one, this one's not about role playing. This one's just about gaming. All right. So if you want to pick like another, I guess, I mean, let's see. It doesn't have to be RPG related. It can be if you want, but it doesn't have to be. So we'll talk about the other things that I like since I'm a little, I'm a little Prince Joffrey here and I'm, I insist on making this be about what I like and not what I don't. Um, yeah, I'm I'm willing to entertain references to miniature wargaming, uh, 
conventions, board games. In my infinite mercy, I will allow board games to be spoken of. Still no video games. All right. Uh, because we started with Adam last time, we'll start with High Leg Men this time. Oh, excellent. Is it uh, too late to say the uh, best uh, ultimate experience was uh, Jared Cocaine? No, I'm just. I'm sorry. Just, I, I'm sorry. I got to get it out of my system. It is, it's not too late. It's never too late <laughs> never, for Jared Cocaine. Never, it's never, never too late. You know about Jared Cocaine. <laughs> That's it's right. It's never too late for Jared That's Cocaine. That's right. But one, of, uh, one of the Mysterious Jeff's previous characters that is on some level, very similar to Jerry Cocaine, was literally blown up. He blew up inside of a building. Remember? You were there. I remember. He blew up inside of a building, and yet with amazing die rolls, he survived. Therefore proving it's never too late. He can just like he can just fly out of the explosion unscathed. Anyway. Nice. I, I got to say, actually, uh, probably one of the best uh, gaming experiences I've had this year was... Uh, uh, the earlier invite to your home, Brendan, and uh, getting to jump in on. Uh, Granted, I came in a little bit later on the on the story curve of, you know, uh, Giovanni Chronicles, and to to kind of get to see that so many years later, you know, I mean, uh, and have like what I knew then, and now I'm like an older person, and and to to revisit that, that it, had, it gave me a very kind of classic experience. Uh, and then it was also interesting to just see, uh, like, for example, I think uh, we, we talked about Chris earlier, and he was at the table, and he he knew who I was, and I had no idea who he was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it was all very surreal, but... Uh, but yeah, yeah, right? It's like, it's kind of, that was, that was an interesting uh, game, because it was almost like, it was like a memory of a past life or something. Like, it was very familiar, but it was also very different. Right, and that was really great to get the kind of gang back together and to play that game. Absolutely, uh, you know, and and ultimately for me, like any time, like that that's the real reason I I like to play role playing games or board games or anything like that. It's just to to have that you know kind of common you know good bond you know with people that you like to hang with, and uh, and I think role playing or board games or whatever. I'm not going to say video games, but whatever is, you know, uh, you know, your, your pleasure, it, it definitely opens up that opportunity to kind of keep, uh, some cohesiveness, you know, with people on a routine basis. It's true. It's true. It's one of the things I love about gaming as well. Adam, what do you got? Well, I would have said shadow war until games workshop screwed that game line up by not supporting it. So no shadow war. Oh, salty, salty, salt. War, fi on shadow war. Oh, yeah. Um, it's difficult to argue that. Uh, here's hoping that they don't do that with Necromunda, but who knows? Um, True. So what I will say is my, my my best gaming experience of 2017, the thing that I feel changed me most or I got the most out of was Gen Con, Gen Con 2017. Wow, um, yeah. I, I learned a lot of things, both good and bad. Um, I had a lot of great experiences, got to meet a lot of great people, um, and... I really feel like it changed a lot of the ways I approach the hobby and the way that I think about the hobby and kind of the greater uh, society and greater gaming world. So Gen Con 2017, that was kind of my, my high watermark, I think, where where a lot of things changed and I learned a lot of things. It was revelatory, was it not? It really was. I- it was kind of like uh, having someone drop an atomic bomb into your brain. You know, I, I, I think of it a lot of on on terms similar to when I was first getting into role playing, 
and I, you know, I, I first picked up one of the White Wolf Clan books and like how that yeah blew my mind open. I think of it a lot like that. I want to say that I'm really happy that we shared that experience. That was really great to go with you and to spend so much time walking around with you, walking the convention hall and interacting with people who like knew us from FMRPG and trying to get the word out about FMRPG to those who didn't. Um, our schedules just kind of synced up in such a way that we were able to spend a lot of time together, and that was real. That was really Talked great. To a lot of designers got to meet a lot of really cool people, and yeah, you know, led us into their world, which was awesome. And this is a journey that you and I have been on since we were like little kids. I mean, we were little kids, and it was just like here we are. We're like becoming old men. We're approaching middle age. We're still doing the thing, and we were kind of at we were at the mecca at this moment when it was it was experience. It was it was celebrating this kind of turning of the wheel, you know. And it was just, it was a very poignant experience for sure. For sure. Um, I wish that we had been able to spend more time with um, the mysterious Jeff and with Zajac. Yeah, that was just kind of a result of of how things worked out with how yeah. our games were scheduled. I know. That and was. A, yeah. I feel like if we do it differently next year, we can probably solve a lot of those problems. Yeah. Uh, Zajac kind of disappeared off on his own because he was doing the magic card and trading thing. I actually <laughs> had a pretty decent sync up with his schedule and he would just go off yeah uh, but yeah i didn't get to spend hardly any time with jeff i felt bad about that yeah i mean i he, i roomed with him so we got to spend some quality time together but uh um i really wanted i was hoping you know how i always have hopes for how something is going to be and um the older you get the more you learn to temper those hopes because you realize that the idea that you have in your head so rarely meets how what reality chooses to deal to you and um, I had had this idea like, oh, it'll be so cool. Like, at the end of the day, we'll all kind of like gather at a bar and we'll talk about the games we played. And then that like literally never happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, that didn't happen. Yeah. I thought we'd all get in a game together and that never happened. Oh, oh God. That was just never going to happen. Yeah. Not with the schedules that we had. Nope. Um, and then we just, you and I were just like walking around the the show on Sunday, sucking on lozenges, trying not to lose our voices mm-hmm. for fuck's sake. I mean, we, we were dying. Um. Yeah, that, that that three games in one day was rough. Yeah, that was yeah. tough. That was a tough road to hoe. Um, I'm gonna say that my best gaming experience 2017. Uh, this this is kind of like uh, might be dipping a little bit to the next question, a little a tiny bit, but um, for me it was this summer before we went to Gen Con. Uh, my friend and my mentor and my fellow creator and my my inspiration um justin saroyce made it out to phoenix this is like starting off like a peter satara song just so who i don't even know who that is i don't know who that is i feel like such a dweeb i actually don't know who it is either i feel like a dweeb now adam's the odd one the the guy who did the karate kid soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) okay all all right dude you're the meaning in my life you're the inspiration Oh, okay. Yeah. Nobody here likes classic rock. I'm an no. old man. <laughs> uh, light I'm rock, you mean. Man. That's definitely anyway. Ooh, RS is embarrassing. Anyway, um yeah, uh, Justin Soroy's made it out here to Phoenix, um, to participate in Crit Hit twenty seventeen. And he uh he stayed with me for a couple days and it was a completely transformative experience for me that, that guy I, I don't know if i've said it on this podcast before if i have it it's worth repeating if i haven't then you guys need to hear it that guy's kind of like a, a he's like a muse if you've ever met yeah, some you've said that if you've ever met somebody who's a muse he's just like walks around like 
like just being in his presence makes you create shit and uh it was while i was hanging out with him that i first conceived of ravenous and um basically on some level i think not only was it the the acid that i did in july but it was probably also hanging out with justin it was very serendipitous it just it just sent me on a trajectory just a trajectory of of, of creation that has has really sustained me over the last like six months and so I mean I wouldn't trade that experience for the world of just kind of riding around Phoenix just talking about role-playing games with this guy who I respect and who creates um yeah so thank you to Justin and yeah that's that's up there that's my list all right let's see what we got here um I'm gonna, okay you guys I'm, I'm gonna kind of fuck with the show notes here for a second I'm gonna switch something up all right, and we're gonna go to the next. The next. The next topic is gonna be name someone in the RPG community whose work you're following, who inspires you, gives you some praise. So this is so from this. I, mean, I kind of already did that, but um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna lead this one off since I've been making you guys lead, and I'm gonna say um, big ups to uh, to James Vale. For the work that he's been doing, and for um, the trails that he's been blazing, and um, we had him on the show. We talked about Zazarkala. I know that when Zazarkala was kickstarting, this show was very kind of like you know we we, we hit it pretty hard. We talked about it a lot, and um, James hasn't just receded into the background. You know, he and I continue to talk on a very regular basis. We talk on Instagram about gaming, about what's going on in each other's lives. And um, he's just uh, such an interesting guy. And the journey that he's been on creating his game continues to inspire me. And he's just given me so many great ideas. So many great ideas. And he's been just incredibly supportive of, of our game design group and of Ravenous in particular. And... Um, he, I was just talking to him today, to be totally honest, and he was saying he was. I, I shouldn't go blowing anything, but he was giving me some like projected dates on some stuff, and and was talking about his some of his future projects. Uh, and I just I'm really looking forward to seeing what he creates, and uh, I want to thank him for 2017 and what he put out in 2017, the relationship we had in 2017, and I'm really looking forward to what 2018 holds. Adam, we got. Um, so I've just been kind of following a bunch of different people in the gaming world. Uh, I've been following, you know, James and his work on Sazerkala. I've been following Justin Royce, his work on Beneath. I've been following Diogo. Uh, he just put out the stuff for the, the addendum for Sharp Swords, Sinister Spells. Uh, and that interview you had with him. I've been following the development of the new version of C-Tech. Uh, that's um, Matthew Grau and Robert Glass, I think, who are working on that. Yeah, we gotta have them on the show. We're yeah, we should get them on the show if we can get them on the show. I've been following that very. I think they're doing some cool stuff with that. The stuff that they showed me at at uh, at Gen Con looked really cool and really promising. So I'm hopeful to see how that goes. We never talked about that on the show, did we? But we we uh, it was great because Adam and I are old school C Tech guys, mm-hmm. which is Cthulhu Tech for for the news. Right. And I remember I was super into this game. I bought a billion books for it, and then I got kind of over it and I sold them all. But Adam stuck with it. He still has all his shit. All the books. He for still it. he still runs it. I if, still if, love if, it. If you can catch him at a con, 
Adam Sink will run Cthulhu Tech for you, right? And we go, so we go to Gen Con, and we approach Matthew Grau, who's like running the C Tech booth, and like uh, Sink and Grau just start nerding the fuck out over C Tech Second Edition. It it was, I I have never felt more like a wallflower since I was like in eighth grade. Like, 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 like Grau basically stiff arms me and I like literally went and like found a chair where like I was like can I sit here and they're like yeah and I just like sat there on my butt while these two fucking nerded out over an iPad yep. it was hilarious it was hilarious but this guy knows his C-Tech anyway yep. go ahead go ahead so yeah uh, really interested to see how that develops I think they're onto a really strong concept um, with how they're approaching the new edition I won't spoil anything uh, but check it out. Check out the beta. They're doing some really great stuff. I think they're fixing a lot of the issues I had with the first edition of C-Tech, which I didn't obviously have that many issues because I still love it. Um, I like the setting a lot. Um, the rules are kind of, eh, the rules are the rules. Um, but I think they're ironing out a lot of that stuff. So I'm very excited to see how that develops. And then I'm following Zach Sabbath as well, just because I think he's an interesting person. Um, I, I don't know if I like him, um, but but he has interesting ways of approaching things and he has interesting ideas about things. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those weird things where it's like, he's one of those guys who I'm just like, I'm not sure if I like you as a person, but I respect you as a creator. Yeah. I mean, does it matter if you, I think, I I think likability is, is, is overrated in our society. Yeah. I feel weird about that. It's, it's one of those weird things where it's just like, you know, it's like, can, can you like the things a person creates? but at the same time recognize the faults in that person. And that's one of those questions I'm not going to solve. But I'm I not even going to say he voice. has like a lot of faults as a person. I'm just going to say like, I mean, I, I you don't have to be, wa- you drink beer be with him. I mean, putting, I, I think he can be aggressively in your face for no reason other than to be aggressively in your face. I think he picks a lot of fights. He doesn't need to. Um, and I think he kind of like engenders a cult of personality around himself. Uh, but that said, you know, he does do interesting work and he does do amazing things. And so is that wrong? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's the nature of genius to be um, kind of misunderstood. I think it's the nature of genius to be kind of tormented. And I think that he's a genius. I mean, yeah. I just, I, I really don't think that there he's is. He's obviously very smart. It's just, I just yeah. wish he would stop picking fights he didn't need to pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's one of those odd things about him where I'm just kind of like you just don't need to do that like like your work stands on its own you don't have to do this. But like I said, he's an interesting guy. If nothing but else, it's what interesting can to one see say? What he, does. he I mean at the very at the very least he's kind of uh, I personally as like a as a participant and scholar of Americana I am fascinated with the infamous. You yeah. know, he's For, definitely out there on the edge. Yeah, it's like the same way that I feel about a guy like Norman Mailer. You know what sure. I mean? Where I'm just like, sure. I don't know that I want to be your friend, right? But you're interesting. I feel that way about Axel Rose. I think he's like a fascinating character, like a tormented genius, right? And yet, like, but would I want to spend time in right. his presence? No. Yeah, that was how I felt about Lou Reed a lot back when I was listening to a lot of Velvet Underground and Lou Reed. It's like this guy is very clearly a piece of shit, but he's a brilliant <laughs> piece of shit. <sighs> Heiligman. I, I gotta confess that this is probably like the the weakest. Uh, 
question for me to, to answer because I, like I said earlier, you're weak. You don't follow role playing creators, Ben. Jesus I mean, Christ! You know, but <sighs> the categories weak. The categories weak. You're weak. <laughs> I, 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 I'm dousing my plate with weak sauce right now. All right, so, fair. While enough. I am not, it takes a strong man to recognize his limitations. Absolutely. But I, I, you know, one, one of the things I do probably need to start following is actually this show, you know, I, I mean, I'm aware you, of it. Are you, <laughs> you guys have to understand that, like, I know who you are. I've like, he probably to, like, just doesn't want to listen to us <laughs> draw for an hour because he's like, I've heard all this uh, stuff yeah, yeah, I don't want to listen to these a-holes talk. If I want that, I can get it live action. Oh that's my true. God. I can just come and see you guys whenever. Yeah. We really could. We yeah. have no shortage of aggressively um, obnoxious opinions. What's, what's funny about, about podcasting is um i i i was in a band once and i was in another band for a shorter period of time and one of the rules of being in a band is is that you like grab your friends and then you aggressively guilt them into going to your show right or else mm-hmm. literally no one will be there right. um so for the first few months, couple of years of being in a band, it's just your friends standing out in the audience, kind of weakly clapping to keep you from just killing yourself. But podcasting is different. Like, I don't think anyone that I know in real life <laughs> listens to this show. No I, one I know listens to it. And the, the few people who have tried to listen to it have not had very good yeah, things to say to they, me afterwards. They always say, like, it just sounds like gobbledygook. I don't even know what you're saying. You're saying these words, but I don't know what they mean. Oh, that's better than some of the experiences I've had where it, it just kind of put them off of me as a person altogether. It's like, oh, all right, cool. Yeehaw. Eh, good. Yeehaw, that's who I am. Like, around you, there's a, like, I wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, it's, it's like with your family, you wear one mask. Yeah. With other oh, people, yeah. You wear a different mask and then right. you let the mask slip a little bit and they go, oh God, put it back. You're like the <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. They're yeah. like, just put the mask back on. I don't want to <laughs> see your disfigured actual real personality and all the horrible stuff you're hiding underneath this veneer of civility you put on when I'm around. So, so, so I, I'm not mad when people I know don't listen to the show. I just presume no one listens to the show. So you're going to listen to the show now? Uh, now you've been on it and everything? I've been on it, so now I probably <laughs> need to like listen to it. I did listen to some of the early works and then then just like life started happening yeah. and I got distracted, you know, like squirrel, yeah. shiny object. Well, you know you what know. you should do is you should get one of those uh, podcast things on your phone. Well, iTunes has one. There you go. You should subscribe. Here comes the consumer plug, everyone. And then you should leave a five-star review. review. <laughs> a five-star review talking about how much you've gotten out of the show. In fact, I think that you have. I, think, I believe I did. I, I might have been one of the earlier have reviews. actually left a five-star review. But if you haven't, gone on full metal rpg and left left a five-star review i just want to say that they've recently changed the interface and it is so much easier than it's ever been it used to be this big fucking hassle now it's so easy and if you use the fucking itunes podcast reader or whatever the fuck it's called please just just take a minute if you don't want to leave a five-star review or you want to leave a review that's less than five stars hit us up and let us know why so we can fix it yeah. We don't want you to leave like hit, review. hit Adam up. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Adam why Adam yeah. sink at yeah. uh, on Instagram. Plus, Instagram, when you when you leave on, a yeah, find me find me and send me a message and go here's why I yeah. hate you. Exactly. When you, when you <laughs> here's why you need to shut up. And I'll go. Okay, cool. Good to know. And and uh, when when you leave a five star review, I'm sure like a like a vampire you know grows his fangs. Yes, something like that happens. Yes. something magical. I, I, all that having been said is it really does help. 
it really absolutely matters. I mean, I know that it's easy to think, oh, it doesn't really matter. It is fucking unbelievable. It I mean, unbelievably on matters. Does anything really well, matter. yeah, okay, thanks. Okay, Adam, all right. <laughs> all right, guys, so we got one last category, and it's like the most fucking obvious thing ever. What are your plans for 2018? Goals, aspirations, future projects. What do you got, Adam? Lead us off. I got to finish Ponies of Sin. Like, the more I look around at the cultural landscape and the zeitgeist, the more I'm realizing there's an actual market for this god-awful fucking abomination that should not exist in any world where there's a kind, loving god overseeing it. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, there isn't any of that, so... Right, (laughs) so clearly it just needs to be, like, birthed in its horrid abomination state and thrown upon the world, so... Hail Satan, uh, I'm hoping to to wrap that up and, and... even expand on it like i want to do a crit hit this year i want to do ponenberg ponies so i'm hoping to kind of like start filling that out a little bit and maybe that'll just be my thing you know what be the pony guy that means that you have to finish ponies of sin before a crit hit which to be totally honest is on the the docket anyway but i mean we've fucking squandered six months already so we have six months to finish our games yep uh if you're listening to this brinton richard jim think about that we got we got fucking six months if you're listening to it to finish our games, up. fucking get to that goddamn typewriter right now. Is that writing? Um, well, anything else you want to run? Anything? You got any plans for anything? It sounds like Mutant Year Zeros on your Mutant docket. Mutant Year Zeros on my radar. I'll probably do. I'll do a bunch of stuff at Friday Night Role Playing Club. I kind of want to just try a bunch of different things, but they're gonna have to be new stuff because ostensibly the goal is to like introduce people to new games, get them to buy new games. Yeah. So it's not like I'm gonna be able to go like today we're running Gamma World Seventh Edition. Because that's just not the purpose of the club. Well, as I much mean, as I'd like to, we're not uh, going to do that. There is some latitude that we have to run some older things. So I think as long as Ben and I stay focused, we can. If we can, we can have a little team meeting. And we can make yeah, some room we'll for you to out. run the stuff that you would need to run. But anyway, everybody should have a chance. Stuff. Maybe V five will drop. Maybe I don't know. We'll yeah, V five is supposed is. to drop. I mean, we'll but see like, how good that is. I don't know. Yeah, um, eh, one hopes. I'll check it out. Maybe we can always help. I haven't I haven't turned my back on White Wolf. I yeah. will be purchasing V five. I'd like just... to run or play Requiem second edition at some point. Ah. I saw that Half Blood came out and I thought about picking that up for Requiem. It's yeah. like it looked good and actually I think one of the guys who worked on C Tech worked on that. So Really? Yeah. So. I saw that too. I did see that. Yeah, it looked good. It's, right? I don't know that I'm getting any of the V twenty stuff, but I'll probably still pick up Requiem stuff because Requiem's good. Oh, and I did kickstart uh Changeling twenty or uh, Changeling oh, the oh, Lost two oh. Here's a Jeho. Yeah, Changeling you did the Lost two dot Yeah, I did kickstart Changeling the Lost two dot So I did not, people. I'm I, I'm a unapologetic Changeling, the Lost uh, aficionado. So I got in on that one. I think it's probably it, it is my favorite of the wad game lines. I like it a little better than I like Requiem. Me and me and White Wolf slash Onyx Path are kind of, kind of in the middle of like a little lovers quarrel little right turf now. Turf war. Yeah. So I uh, I, I feel it, that I way let it too go about the newer stuff, but let I did it pass that one. in the night. It'll be there. It'll be there whenever you want to touch it. So I mean, it'll be if you want to come back to it later and pick it up. It'll be there. It's it'll not be going there. anywhere. Um, what do you think, Hylig? 
What's what's 2018 got in store for you, buddy? I think the first thing I gotta do is uh, take my uh, coupon book and just throw it out the window. Uh, <laughs> you know, 2018. Do that, let's be honest. Because <laughs> it says it says 2001 on it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to let that one go. Uh, you know, I mean, I keep trying to add the end extra digit at the end. I'm like, no, it's a, it's an eight at the end right there. Why are there two zeros in the middle. Have, and why is there two zeros in the middle? That's a typo, clearly. It's a but misprint. The coupon's still good. Um, but, you know, actually, perhaps uh, trying to get in on some of these random gameplay. Uh, whether, You're not invited. You know, okay. You don't go you to know, this. I'm going to show up on Wednesday night and uh, be like, where is everybody? So, Dungeons and Dragons will I, be Wednesday night. Oh, so there there'll be we plenty go. of people yeah. there. There'll yeah. actually be more people there on Wednesday than on Friday. Then I'll, oh, get, my, so I'll, get, my, I'll get my Deva character ready. And you, you know what I, you know I want, what I want from all of my friends is I want people to come out and experience Crit Hit. I have so many friends who are into role playing and crit hit is just such a great little con and there's so much stuff going on down there. And I have so many friends that do not avail themselves of it. I'm on a mission to get people down to crit hit this year for 2018. So I want you to come down. I want you to come and check you some of this shit year. out. That's true. I did come you down. You did come down. Why are you sitting there busting his balls? Fuck, he was there. Oh my Christ. I played in a game with you. Oh. Yeah, he I was in the game with oh, you after he geez. came down to play in my game. Was like, I don't want to play that. It's Jesus stupid, Christ, Adam! You're such stupid. A, I'm such a piece of shit. Your game sucks, Adam. And then he left. <laughs> you think you're going to come this game. year? You should come. Uh, I probably as long as as long as I'm not like working for the man, you know, like traveling or anything. I should be Fair available. Enough. Yeah, good. You should come out. Uh, but are there any games that you're like looking forward to? Anything like any, anything that's like calling your name? I don't. I mean, I'll just have Dragon to like Fire expansion. Maybe a Dragonfire expansion. Who knows? Uh, you know, I, I do like... Uh, you know, actually, one game I truly fell in love with, and I ended up buying multiple copies of it, just kept cleaning out Game Depot, was uh, Spice Road. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's like a Century Games, and it's all like a like a cube trading game type thing where you're you're trying to acquire the most uh, wealth in the spice market. Nice. And, Is it like a Euro-style game? I don't know what's a euro style. Uh, like are the Puerto are the tokens Rico. made of wood? Are they made of wood? It is made then of wood. Yeah, euro that's a euro game. game. There it is. Yeah. yeah, but it's uh, but it's great. I bought them for like my family members. I bought them for friends, birthday presents. I I, I love that game immensely. Well, it's very no, well. Ben Heiligman. The spice must flow. The spice <laughs> is yeah. The spice is right. <laughs> <laughs> so many spice references. Um, spice up your life, every boy and every girl. Let's see. Uh, for twenty eighteen. Um. Well, we're going strong with the, the Friday Night Role Playing Club, and that's got to stay strong. So, um, I want to finish up this Lamentations game, and then I don't know. Don't hold. Don't hold me to it. But uh, you know what is mysteriously in print, but that is also an old game. It's interesting because Palladium, right, has is has this unbroken chain of staying in print with books that literally came out in the 1980s. So it. Palladium is actually a strange conduit into a different time. It is an OSR game that is also a contemporary game at the same time. It's really weird. Uh, so I'm kind of thinking maybe there'll be some Nightbane in 2018 for the Friday Night Role Playing Club because I really want to run Nightbane and a brand new book just came out for it. I just kind of want to run some Nightbane. I think, I think people might show up for that. I don't yeah, know. They might. Who knows? Uh, we'll find out. <clears throat> maybe. Um... If not Nightbane, then maybe Coriolis, because that's in print, and yeah. I do like Coriolis a lot. But it's kind of, I don't know, there's something about, about Coriolis that's almost kind of like, I kind of want to dig deeper. I want to go for a deeper cut. 
You know, I feel like Nightbane's really calling my name. Yeah, on, that's a pretty deep cut. We could, we could do what Polaris, the underwater game. Underwater game. Yeah, I have thought about that one, but I really don't want to drop the coin on that because that's pretty expensive. Zach Benj from uh, Table t- uh, Tabletop Radio Hour actually recommends that game. Yeah, um, it's just, it's just a, like that upfront investment. Like oh, I've heard yeah. people say it's great, but that upfront investment, I'm just like eighty bucks. It's a lot of money. It's like uh, every Monty Cook game. I'm like, I ain't buying that. It's too expensive. I got to finish Ravenous. Um, so now that I've successfully fucked off for the end of uh, November. And You're in good company. Screwed up December pretty pretty wholeheartedly. Also um, in good company. I, uh, I got to fucking finish that game. And so I need to talk to my artists. I got some artists on board. I need to fucking finish it. So more more word to come on that. Stay tuned. Stay posted because there will be PDFs. There will be PDFs. Another 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 kind of inducement that we're working on with uh, Jim Miller for Crit Hit 2018 is that for those who will be uh, backing the Kickstarter, there's a possibility that there may be um, PDFs of some of these Game Designer Club um, games available so if you want to get a free game and go to fucking crit hit be getting your ass ready for the goddamn crit hit kickstarter which is going to be in january players so step right up to that uh how's everybody feel is there anything you're just burning to get off your chest i'd just like to say thanks for having me and uh you know like I said, maybe I'll I'll get around to listening to the podcast, like the <laughs> iTunes, and and you know how many steps do I need to follow to do it? I mean, you know, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Ben Highland, Re- oh, reaffirming dude. what we're doing here. <laughs> I, I feel good about myself. On some level, I can't believe it took us two years yeah. to get him on. This is like one of the first guys I ever like really seriously role played with. I mean, seriously, this guy was in my first role-playing group I mean just kind of looking at how we typically do things I totally believe that it took us two years to do it yeah 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 so not my first role-playing group my first high school role-playing group which is my like my, my first real role-playing group you know what we gotta do we gotta find what's his name the old GM no names but <laughs> of course we gotta find him have him on yeah. anyway we, we shouldn't the do stone it. giant <laughs> 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 Guys, it's been really fun having you on. I really appreciate it. Um, we need to do this more often. I'm sorry that we missed November. Uh, we have more bonus episodes coming up. We have um, my good buddy Jamie from Coliseum Rex. We've got uh, Zach Benj from the Tabletop Radio Hour. We're going to have a lot of fucking interviews. We got fucking... We're going to see this year out with full male RPG episodes. We're At gonna, this point, the bonus episodes occur more frequently than the regular episodes. Yeah, they're so easy the to make. episodes are the bonuses. They're so... You know what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Philip K. Dick? Just take that shit out of here, okay? Um... They're so easy to make. Um, they are. So, uh, so this now that we're at the end of the program, I want to talk a little bit about our special inducement. Um, we were just met with our buddy Jim Miller this weekend, and we had a big meeting about fucking Crit Hit 2018, right, oh, Adam? Welcome back, everybody who skipped ahead to this point. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, Adam was there. Yeah, we, uh, did. we did have a meeting with him, and we talked to him. Jim, Jim Miller, he, he, he's the kind of guy who knows how to evaluate quality, and he has decided that... FMRPG is a deep well of, of talent that needs to be drawn from. The the cool waters of talent need to just quench the thirst of thirst. So I don't know. The cool kids listen to. So uh, he's he's asked Ad, uh, Adam and I to help out with the formulation of Crit Hit a little bit. Now, um, 
Adam, you're you're in charge. You are in charge of role playing programming. Is I am that in right? Charge of role playing programming. Oh yes, my indeed. Christ! And I already can't do some of the stuff that I would like to do, which is totally fine. But that's okay. <laughs> I just can't believe that. Yeah, yeah I can't believe anybody gave me that minuscule yeah, amount me, of power either, because that's going to go right me, to my head. Me, oh my, oh my Jesus! Um, it's going to be bad. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm supposed to be doing panels. Um, I'm because I'm going to be organizing the. Uh, the the panels you know so i love panels it's one of the things i love most about cons uh and i'm hoping to attract some guests at the very least i'm hoping to have some some compelling panels from some of the local dudes here come down talk so you guys can come enjoy cricket now jim has empowered me to before we even launch the goddamn kickstarter for this thing to start giving away goddamn tickets all right so free tickets to <laughs> free tickets motherfuckers that, that's li- my language actually right now you you peaked my you don't interest even need a coupon <laughs> for, for listening all the way to the end of the episode so this is what i need you to do okay if you're hearing the sound of my voice right now i need you to reach out to me i need you to reach out to me either on the instagram that's full metal rpg at full metal rpg on instagram or i need to listen, reach out to me on the facebook page full metal rpg on facebook all I need you to do is write me and say, I listened to the fucking program and I want to go to Crit Hit. Okay? That's it for right now. Okay? That's it. I'm going to make a little list of names. All the names that I get. I'm going to randomize it. I'm going to roll a d20 on a table. I'm going to pick out one of those names. And one of those people is going to get two free tickets to Crit Hit 2018. Okay? And don't two. write me because I won't do shit for you. So. Not, not, not just... You, yeah, you, you and, and your friend, or a spouse, or a loved one, or whatever. As long as it's not a kid, no kids. There, no kids. No kids allowed. No kids, like in, like in, in, uh, in Elysium. Remember, yeah. he's like, no kids. Anyway, I love that movie. Leave him at home. Yeah, Crit Hit's gonna be a. Uh, it's 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 meant as a getaway for the for the adult role player variety. You can go down there. You can play your games with your naughty words, your horror themes, whatever. You, your buddy, you, your spouse, you, your significant other, you're going to Crit Hit 2018 for free. I don't care if you live out of state. I've talked to some of you out of state guys, and you're all like, hey, I'm thinking about coming out in 2018. Write me a, an email, motherfuckers. Write me an email so I can get you in the door for free. You can come experience Arizona in July. Oh, yeah. It's pretty choice, let me tell you. It's the best time of year to visit. <laughs> There's not going to be lines for anything. <laughs> so you're going to get right in the door wherever you go. Yeah. <laughs> Flights are cheap. Yeah. Flights are cheap. But it's, but if yeah. you if you want to hang out with the FMRPG kids, which I don't know why you would, but if you do, if you want to play some of like some great indie role playing, we're gonna we're working on getting guests out here. We're working on getting like off the beaten track shit that crit hit is known for write me at full metal rpg on instagram full metal rpg on facebook write me a note and um we're given this one week so you've got a week you've got a week to write me okay so one week from this airing which is this is going to drop on the 15th so i think that's like what the 22nd right sure yeah 15 plus you know what we'll just say the midnight of the 22nd yeah till the midnight of the 22nd write me a fucking email then we're gonna and i'm gonna i'm gonna write you it'll be a big it'll be a big surprise maybe instagram or facebook yeah so be looking be looking for that 
in the meantime, go on the old fucking uh, the uh, you, you know. Okay, you know what? Do we, we have a second? Did that part. We, we did. did the we, I did. I did the big push. Yeah, we did the push let me, already. Let me, so, since we're here, um, I want to take a second by the fireside. And I want to talk to you for a minute, person to person, about an issue that's come up. Um, our good friends over in England, uh, Dungeon Punks, which is uh, which was founded by Nathan Bean and. Mark Boardman, great guys. Okay, and they have an amazing podcast. And they've done a lot for Full Metal RPG. They've done a Full Metal RPG would not be the podcast that it is. It would not have the reach that it has or the attention that it gets if it was not for Dungeon Punks calling us out on their page, Core Hammer, in 2015. Okay? So we, they are our brothers over there. And they have recently, um, They've recently had some problems with a different podcast that has started over here in Portland called Dungeon Space Punks with a K. All right? And then now, our friends are Dungeon Punks with an X. This is very disappointing. This is very disappointing. Okay? Um, these dudes who are doing this new podcast are not actually punks. And uh, to be totally honest, they're kind of you know in 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 the opinion of your of your sauced up Uncle Brendan, they're kind of fucking twee idiots. One would argue they're the biggest punks of all for doing what they're doing. They're fucking punk asses, is what punk they ass. are. Yeah, punk ass. Anyway, the, so if you live in Portland, I, what we want you to do is, is go, go to get their a glass house, bottle, fill it with gasoline, well, put a rag in the top. The, uh, Adam's joking, but on a more serious note, <laughs> I, I? on a more serious note. Did these guys not know about fucking Google? It's rude. It's not nice. Okay? If you listen to this show and you appreciate our content, you appreciate our kind of banter, I'd like you to take a second. I want you to go over to this Dungeon Punks podcast. I want you just to listen to the first fucking episode. I did. And then I'd like you to go on. Did you take a second and go on to iTunes? And I'd like you to leave an honest review for this podcast. All right? I'm not telling you what to rate it. I wouldn't do that. I would just like you to reach into the goodness of your heart and give them the rating that they deserve. I think we know what that is. On a related note, I'd like to announce that we're launching our own Darker Days with a Z podcast <laughs> coming up. You see what I'm saying? It's fucking bullshit. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit. All right. And this is not going to work. It's not going to stand. Really so, 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 so I understand that it's a big hassle to have an iTunes account or whatever, but what I'm trying to say here is that reviews matter, stars matter. Right now, this fucking flagrantly, um, fucking just poserish, goddamn fucking podcast has a zero star rating. You know they're just going to relaunch as like Full Metal RPG, but G E E at the end. And I, I we come this. at me, bro. All right. Is all I have just, to say. Just throwing that out. Come there. at me, bro. Um. So so uh um, if you could just if I would consider it a personal favor to me, if you would go on to this if to this podcast, take a listen to the content, and give them a review with a correlating rating that you think is worthy of their content. All right. So anyway, enough of that bullshit. Enough of that. I know that's all very dark and very, very serious. Um, thank you very much for listening. We love you all.
couldn't do it without you. The show is for you. It's not for us. We're a bunch of fucking idiots. We could do this in our spare time. We do do this in our spare time. Thank you. Um, find us, FullMetalRPG, on Facebook, at FullMetalRPG on Instagram. If you really got to say something to me that you just burn it up inside your soul, you need to do it on, via email, uh, FullMetalRPGOfficial at gmail.com. I think that's right to me. Follow the adventures of Adam Sink on Instagram at Adam.Sink on Instagram. Ben Bailey remains elusive. Uh, thank you very much. We'll have more content coming for you very soon. Have a good night.